0: Hi, I'm Dr. Becker, and today, celebrating Cat Week, I have Jay Kennedy and Adrienne LaFave, who are, together, the two crazy cat ladies. <laughs> now, I, of course, know who you are, and many, many people in the pet world know exactly who you two lovely ladies are and what you do. But for those people that may be joining us for the first time, tell us a little bit about um, what you are doing in uh, Las Vegas and a little bit about how you got started.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, well, first of all, we want to thank you so much for Adrian. having us. And, uh, we're so excited to be a part of the Cat Week Extravaganza. Uh, I'm Jay. This is Adrian, and we are proud cat parents of four beautiful boys. Beautiful
1: boys, ages six
2: to twenty. Um, and we call ourselves crazy cat ladies because we're really just passionate about cats and cat health in general. Um, we've been in the pet nutrition industry since 2005, and um, we really just saw a lack of information <laughs> and and products for uh, feline health specifically. So a couple a few years ago, we branched yeah. off and we started our own company as the two crazy cat ladies, and um, we launched a line of holistic supplements for cats, just for cats. And but we really spend the ma- majority, majority of our, of our time, time just learning and growing and sharing what we learn with cat parents. Just trying Um, to be a resource uh, for other cat parents. Yeah, to help cats live the long and healthy Healthy lives lives they they should.
0: Yeah. And what you're doing is wonderful. And you are right. there is a lack of resources for kitties specifically, absolutely. And you two are doing a great job of helping to fill in that gap. Um, you're producing, you know, great quality supplements. But I think most importantly, you're really committed to educating pet parents on those tough, tough topics. Kitties can be difficult. They're, they're not small dogs. And they're their own, you know, they're their own little creatures that a lot of people um, misunderstand. But then out of that comes frustration and aggravation. And out of right. that can come, of course, misrepresentation in terms of what, how cats um, can harmoniously live in our homes and we can have, um, as guardians, we're capable of taking the best care of them, but oftentimes we need more resources and help, and that's far and few between. So I appreciate everything you're doing in terms of filling in that gap. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So what topic did you ladies pick in terms of what we should talk about for Cat Week?
1: that's such a difficult question it it's so hard because we love everything feline um but one thing that we've been really focused on here lately in the now is helping cat parents learn how to best provide a good quality life for their older kitties yeah. i think that a lot of a lot of cat parents in our experience think that you know a cat that's 10 plus years old when it's kind of you know just learn how to make do with something yeah. and they're you know it's Really more like midlife there's yeah.
0: there's a better way and there's lots we can do um past 10 years well old. and you know to be honest veterinarians uh, have perpetuated that myth veterinarians we are taught right. in vet school right we're taught in vet school that once a kitty gets double digit once they turn 10 that we're supposed to tell our clients that they're old exactly right. i know well so what's your theory on that Well, I I think there's
2: a real stigma that comes with that term elderly or senior or old in general, because it kind of paints this picture in our heads that um, you're at the last stages of life. Mm -hmm. And that's just not so for, you know, for cats cats that are 10 to 12 years old, that they're labeling as senior, as senior cats, not for, not for in every case, at least. Um, I I think that, you know, a lot of cat parents are not doing anything. Mm -hmm. They expect them to decline in health at that, at that age. And so they expect them to break down, and they they uh, they just they think accept, that it's a part of yeah. a part of life. I think also that cats aren't being adopted in shelters yeah. at this age because of that, worse. because they think it's the end of their life. And yeah. um, we actually hear a lot a lot of cat parents that make the tough decision to put their cats down um, and uh, euthanize their cats if they've been given some kind of diagnosis and say you can euthanize them because they think they've already lived a full life at yeah. text.
1: you know. But there's just, so much that can be done. Absolutely. Uh, with yeah, babies. they're
0: still just
2: midlife. And, oh, yeah. yeah for, our, and for our babies, at least.
0: So don't you think that part of this issue is that, as a society, we're convinced not only that our bodies are meant to, you know, midlife break down, we have first non-life-threatening symptoms, and then we have threatening symptoms, and then we just degenerate organ by organ to the point that life is terrible, and then for pets, we just put them to sleep. I think part of it is that veterinarians are, are not teaching cat parents how to be proactive in their approach to maintaining feline well-being and a and a healthy feline body
1: Absolutely, Absolutely. 100%
0: agree it, it
1: kind of feels like it's a hopeless situation if you mm-hmm. get a diagnosis and we've had so many of uh, the people that we've spoken with just say well you know our vet said we've got you know maybe a few months and it's not something that should be a A a fatal diagnosis, even. Yeah, no, I mean, there's so many things that you can do, especially nutritionally, um, to really help postpone those uh, the worsening of a condition.
2: Right, to help to help reverse. Actually, a lot of in our in our cat's case um, as well, you can actually reverse many of these um, ailments or aging. Problems issues with, with just a
1: few simple nutritional changes. And I guess it is kind of frustrating when we've seen it ourselves, um, when we've seen the changes in our own cats by making some of those changes, okay. it's, it's kind of frustrating. And, it, and you feel bad and you want to do whatever you can to help these cat parents know that there is a better way and a different path that can lead to a longer, happy, healthy life for their cats. And they don't have to just accept uh, bad news as the end all be all.
0: Right. Absolutely. So you touched, Adrienne, on, on food. And one of the things that I was taught even in vet school, frustratingly, is, you know, never switch your cat's food. Uh, and I'm sure that you two <laughs> get that all the time, right? That That's just something, and veterinarians, there again, we're contributing to this myth. What's your theory about that? We,
2: we don't, we don't agree with, we don't agree with that at all. We, no. uh, first of all, we definitely believe in Variety. variety and variety when it comes to proteins, variety when it comes to even brands. If you're feeding, uh, you know, if you're not making the food at home, um, we or even if you
1: are, we do, yeah, um, we, switch it up,
2: yeah. We we agree or uh, we believe that there's a lot of, um, first of all, cats that are fed the same protein over a, a certain amount of time can actually develop a, uh, an allergy to that. One of ours, did, one of our, ours um, did. developed an allergy to fish, and um. And I feel like, you know, uh, well, and we know that just, I mean, it's, it's, it's clear that if you switch up those, those proteins and in the brands as well, yeah. and now I'm rambling. We,
1: well, we, we just recently talked to a great guy, Troy, who's the owner of Fashion Foods, a new raw uh, food company here in Las Vegas. And he talked to us about the Swiss cheese effect yeah. um, where, you know, if you look at Swiss cheese, there's all these holes in the cheese, but if you cut it up and you stack it differently, all the holes go away. And we kind of look at that as how, how you combine a variety of proteins and a variety of brands. So if there's any kind of discrepancies or gaps in the nutrition, nutritional makeup, that it those closes are, filled. Those holes, yeah. you know, the theory though, like you asked, about, or like you said about, um, why is it that people think that they shouldn't switch up their food? I actually feel like that's more of a convenience factor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that you, you, you get your cat to eat some kind of food and that's, that's it. That's where you stop. Uh, they like this certain kind of kibble or this certain kind of can, canned food. And because cats have a little bit of a reputation for being finicky, mm-hmm. it's, more, it's almost more like you don't want to inconvenience yourself to yeah. try to figure out what your cat will eat. I so it. it's kind of a, yeah, I think it's, it, I think that variety is really healthy for cats. And I also think that there's a certain element of our own responsibility as cat guardians to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? uh, implement yeah. that variety in their.
0: So great, great in theory, but what do you do? Because certainly this is the number one response I get is I'm right there with you. In theory, I love to rotate proteins. I have a cat that I put down a brand new food and she won't eat it. Now what? What yes. do you, yeah. What do you tell people? We <laughs> you trick them. We Correct. trick them.
1: Yeah. We trick so- them
0: yeah,
2: I mean, and that's how it works for us yeah. for all of our cats from transition from kibble to wet, wet to raw and from protein to protein um, is that even even today our cats are not a fan of lamb, yeah. um, but we want to add that into their food so we add a little bit of lamb in with their turkey because they love turkey um, so and, and you know you can slowly increase and they will gain the flavor sometimes some of them won't. Um, right. but you can,
1: you know, trick, but them. you can include it. And I think that it's also, you know, cat parents know their cat's best. We had Scott, when we transitioned him, he was quick. He loved it. Mm-hmm. It, it was not even an issue. Pooh bear took almost six months. You have to kind of find the pace that's going to work for for your cat. And it doesn't have to be, a, you know, a big project. It's just right. little by little and just paying attention and, and, and making those incremental changes over time at the pace that works for you and your, and your cat.
0: Yeah
2: small changes over time. So if and, and
0: it will
1: work. I mean, we I think... go
0: ahead. Well, and so so that's my burning question. If we if the, I'm sure that there will be lots of cat parents watching right now saying, "I tried this. I spent 50 bucks on brand new food. I put down the new food. My cat didn't eat it. I threw it out." What are some words of wisdom or tips that you would suggest if people are hearing this for the first time that could help that transition go more smoothly?
2: Well okay so what we what what we say every time is pay, uh, patience and perseverance right. pays. So it's it's really just continually giving them this the the option the opportunity
1: of opportunity to a, eat the better food. The
2: opportunity of now some you know for for uh Pooh Beer, it took 6 months uh, yes. to transition we've heard other people say that it took a year um it's yeah. really just persevering in the the transition um and it's a slow and take, you know, take your time. Um, you know, if you're going from kibble to wet, then start mixing in just a small amount of wet um, or put it beside the the kibble so they can get Right, sometimes the it's smell. easier to put
1: it. We mix. We actually, like, we'll mix in a little bit of what we want to kind of transition them to. But sometimes it works better to put it literally side by side. Mm-hmm. So they're eating something they like and they're like, well, what is this over here? I mean, I think the the real, um, genesis of the transition that was coming to terms with the fact that it's going to be a bit heartbreaking at first.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. We really take away
1: the stuff that they really want. Right.
2: Because routine is the key. Hunger yeah. is your friend.
1: Yes. So well. <laughs> uh, we don't
2: want to starve our cats, but it is, if you put them on a routine uh, diet or a routine feeding schedule. Every um, every day,
1: right.
2: then they're hungry at those times, and when right. they're hungry, they're going to be more apt to eat things. Try it, yeah. Eat the new food that right. you're putting down for them, or mixed with, um, and that really worked for us, yeah, really well. Because once we got rid of the all day buffet, as you say, yeah, um, it it really, yeah. it really changed everything. It made it a lot easier because they were hungry. And so, um, yeah,
1: that really helps. And we do want to emphasize not starving them, obviously, yeah. to try yes. to get them to eat something. But no, like but a We feed schedule, our boys. They yeah, they we feed our boys time to eat. three
2: times a day, and long.
1: so they have that opportunity three three times a day. And they, it, it's not as difficult as, like you said, a lot of people, and we know this ourselves. You go and you get a new food that's awesome. Everything is right about it, and. You try it and they don't like it and you feel like you just wasted a bunch of money. Don't Mm -hmm. despair at that point. Really try to figure out what are the amounts that are going to be acceptable for your cat to to start trying and just be consistently persistent about it. And over time, um, the transition will happen.
0: Yeah. And what about the all-day buffet, ladies? I mean, that's something that even veterinarians tell people, you know, just leave the food down. Uh, what do you, what, you know, a lot of times people say the second I pick the bowl up, my cat starts crying and crying and crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the heartbreak. Just stop it. You got to stop it. Yeah. Um, that's the heartbreaking part for me. When we, we you know when we started in pet nutrition, we thought that, well, all we needed to do was move to a higher quality kibble. And that was awesome. And then once we realized that we were not, uh, impacting their health in the most healthful way by doing this, um, it was time to pull up the kibble. And that was a yes. very hard transition for me. Yep. Jay, <laughs> Jay is, uh, uh, you know, very cut and dried about what we are and what we aren't doing for the cats. That was, more of a transition, I think, for me. Than she was, it was the Yeah. It was hard. It's very hard, because they are crying for it.
0: Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah, um, it but
1: no, Stop the Free Feeding is the first step to building a routine. For your cats.
2: Right, and the routine also helps with their stress levels. So it really, I mean, in the long run, it might be hard at first, but in the long run, they're used to eating at a specific time. Now, if I'm like, oh, I think it, you know, I have to, I have a meeting, so I'm going to feed them a little early. They're all like, it's not We're time now. to eat, Mom. Well. What are you doing? And so, you know, but they know their feeding times, right. and so it's you know, they're they're I I think well nutritionally they're uh, less stressed, but yeah. I think you know um, environmentally as well. They, they love I their mentioned-
1: routine. And they know it within five minutes of fifteen for scotch. Fifteen for scotch, but yeah, they love it, and it's good for them. And so so, it is hard, but it is possible.
0: It is, and I'm sure that you have found what I have found that the younger, the the sooner you start a dietary diversification program with a kitten, much much easier than let's say a ten year old cat. The 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 excuse that I hear many many veterinarians give is you know the kitty's too old to be transitioned onto a new diet the kitty's eight or nine maybe that's a little too old to think about improving health so what are your thoughts about that
2: it is never too late late. no Uh, like we said we transitioned our um our oldest cat when he was 18 years old um he had just turned 18 and we took him into the vet for a for just a routine checkup and he had elevated kidney levels and of course they Wanted to put them on a prescription diet and we were going to have nothing to do with that. So that was really the turning point uh, yeah. We had Been doing a little bit of here and there, but we hadn't transitioned them fully. And that was the point where it was like, okay, you know what? We're doing it. We're, we're putting them on a, on a high quality raw mm-hmm. diet.
1: Which was um, also a hard transition for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, is. is so
0: yeah. It is. And and so what are you, when you coach clients through dietary changes, what do you think are the best foods for older kitties?
2: Well, the high quality protein. So there's still this myth out there and we hear it all the time. And veterinarians are telling um, a lot of our followers were coming to us. Um, their veterinarians are telling that, them that uh, older cats need less protein in their diet. And that's absolutely not true. Uh, older cats actually need more protein in their daily diets. They just need ha- a higher high quality, quality protein. So, you know, the best thing that you can do at whatever age they are at, whether it's, you know, five or 18, 18, um, 18. is to start a transition onto a species-appropriate, um, raw or lightly cooked, high-protein, um, um, high-quality protein high quality uh, diet.
1: And you want to so point to out to that. And yeah.
2: th- well, for, for us, like I said, the the older they are, they say they're harder to transition. Mm-hmm. But in our case, our older cats were much easier to transition. And I think that's because with age
1: comes wisdom. Nice. That's a good point. So I, but I do think it depends. On that. Yeah.
0: So nutrition, of course, is the foundation of health. But at some point, aging feline bodies happen. And the body will break it. You know, the body sometimes gives us symptoms. Kitties can become stiff. They may end up having some vision problems. I mean, and certainly kidney issues. As feline bodies age, what are some suggestions that you have for helping the clock tick by, but degeneration to not occur? What do you do to help slow down that aging process?
2: Okay, well, aside from a species appropriate diet, because that is first and Very foremost um, super helpful, we suggest uh, digestive enzymes and probiotics in, in every cat's meal, and that's regardless of the age. And um, omega
1: threes are also right. super helpful, especially for aging kitties. But uh, when you start seeing the stiffness and the you know the coat looking a little scraggy, yeah, we can't speak enough about
2: antioxidants for yes. aging cats. Um, or antioxidant enzymes like superoxide dismatase. We're super super fans. Uh, I'm supposed to go super (laughs) deep, but we're super fans of like superoxide dismatase and antioxidant enzyme because the way that we explain it to our clients is uh, free radicals are like the villains that come into our bodies and just with the aging process, along with, you know, poor quality diets and toxicity vaccines, things like that. that Right, so um, we can't get past it, but you get a buildup of free radicals in the body. And that's what starts attacking our, our joints and um, our other right. organs in our, in our bodies. Any oxidants, however, are what we call the heroes that come in and they you you know, rescue, <laughs> they come in and they rescue um, the joints and the organs. They, they attack the, the villains, those free, radicals. those
1: free radicals Yeah,
2: and help rebuild and replace a lot of the damage that's been done in the body. So any oxidants are um, our top priority, when, when it's the aging cats. Uh,
1: to try to help slow it down a little bit. You can't stop the clock, but you can definitely, definitely. You know, help them and, help longer.
0: And any tips and tricks for those? Felines are so, I mean, I feel like they almost have a sixth sense. They know when you're trying to put something in their food, they can just sense it. They can sense when you're at the store buying something for the bowl. I, And so how do you, how do you, what are some suggestions you have for people that are interested in, let's say, providing antioxidants, digestive enzymes, probiotics, they say, yeah, I dropped a hundred bucks on great quality supplements. My cat won't eat them. What do you, what do you say?
2: Yeah. Well, again, it's, it's a trick, it's a trick, a trickery thing.
1: Yeah. It's a little bit of trickery. We, you know, it, it helps if you can, um, find something tasteless find something tasteless that uh, you can just mix into their, mix into their food. So, so. it's not having to administer something to them. Um, it's literally just mixing something into their food that they don't even know they're getting.
2: Yes. yes. And sometimes that means adding in a little bit of tuna water or, you know, something that um, or a chicken, chicken broth, broth or. or something that, that they really like to disguise a, right. a we can, can because things that are not, uh, that are like tasteless to us still our cats will either yeah. smell or they taste and reject. Yeah, yeah, they do. Maybe. Um, but but uh, tricking them into it with whatever in whatever way, and each cat is different. Every yeah. every cat has a different personality, and some cats you have to trick. Some cats you don't. Some cats you just need to put it in their favorite food. Some cats, you know, you have to
1: force it down their throats. <laughs> um, depending we'll on avoid what it that is. At all. It's right. Such you know, right. No
2: but yeah, yeah it's
1: it funny, it's finding the best way to be able to give them, uh, you know, and there's a lot of great products out there, but we we're huge fans of everything that is all liquid, something that's yeah. simple to put in, Powder doesn't have a, yeah, a really potent taste. And as so we've had great success with giving our boys the, the, the right supplementation by doing that, tricking them with the right amounts.
0: Yeah. And do you find that if you start maybe, I call it subpar dosing, you start with less than what's recommended on the container? Um, I call it a whisper. And then kind of work your way up to a therapeutic dose. Um, that, that 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 may be helpful as well.
1: Sometimes when we are supplementing, it, it is helpful to start with a lower dose than what is recommended so that you kind of sneak it in. and they start getting used to something new in their food and then over time building that up, um, until you're at the dose that you need to actually help with whatever issue um, you're trying to address.
0: Any other tips and tricks you two ladies want to offer us for how if people are thinking about starting a wellness um, shift uh, in, in terms of a proactive protocol for, their, for the cats in their lives? What are any tips and tricks or some last minute thoughts you have?
2: Let's see. Our our, uh, motto is always just to continue to learn and share and grow every day. Um, So, you know, we encourage cat parents to go beyond just what they hear at their um, at their veterinarian office and and learn more that you can always come to us. Um, We're available on social media, our website um, via phone uh, for advice or help. We always say that if we don't have the answer, we'll help you find it um, because we're learning and growing together as well um but uh but just continue on the path there's always don't ever think that um what am i trying to say
1: i'm not sure i think just to to kind of piggyback off the learning process i think you know, once we know better, we do better. And with our cats, they may they may not seem needy, but our cats have needs. So especially nutritionally, there's so much that we can do nutritionally and environmentally to really help them live their best life. And it takes, you know, we always say a little bit goes a long way. Just start somewhere. It It's it's the best thing that you can do with your cats is to just get started once you know that maybe this food would be better for them or maybe we should try doing this or building a routine. If you just start somewhere, um, that's great. And just to continue learning and sharing what you learn and continue growing is really what what we try to do. And we try to be a resource for people. So when you have questions or you need support, we try to be there for you. All the super crazy
0: cats. Yeah, and you—you you both are, and together you're a wonderful resource for cat parents, really worldwide. That's a beautiful part about the internet now is people can reach you worldwide, and um, we appreciate all that you are doing to help our felines live a longer, happier, healthier life. So thank you both. Sharon, thank you so much yeah, for having you. us today.